The Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand Series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Welcome to the Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand podcast. So very excited today um, because I have my business partner, Don Chamberlain, and him and I have been battling it out since we started C2P year in and year out of who's the number one office, doing the most amount of business. And uh, Don whooped my butt in 2021 and beat, uh, beat my practice and in large part, it's because of the amazing job that he's done in bringing on advisors into his firm, hiring, onboarding, and training. And they're consistently showing up in the top 25 leaderboard. And uh, not, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit jealous, but we're doing everything we can to, to take back, you know, because we go back and forth, Don. But I think you might even got me two years in a row now. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, welcome, it's, been, it's been two years, yeah. but yeah, yeah, happy to be here, Jason. And this is just a really fun topic for us. Uh, and I think it, it's a way that we can grow our businesses uh, just by kind of teaching people, new advisors, exactly what we do. And, and many of us have been in this business for a lot of years and we got it all up in our head. We just, we need to get it out and mentor some of these, these uh, other advisors, Many of them are younger than us and, and kind of get them going and, and, and help them because we have great processes that we follow. Uh, and, and a lot of those are through C2P. And, and, and if you have processes, you can teach them and people can learn them and you can duplicate your efforts. So, you know, it, 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 it's, a great, it's a great thing we set up here. Yeah. And Don, we were just chatting before we started the podcast about how you know, we've kind of taken a little bit different approach, both been successful, but, you know, a little bit different approach. Right. I've primarily focused on growing advisors up, which takes a few years to eventually become an advisor where they're really working in the backstage for a while. And then they switch over to the front, front stage and start meeting with clients and have the ability to graduate on to being more of an elite or lead advisor in the firm where they're only working with the biggest clients, you know, or prospects that come through. But it's more of a, it's a longer process of, of really a, a formal mentoring program to through the backstage to eventually get them into the front stage meeting with clients. You've taken a different approach. You've done some of that too, no doubt about it, like with your son, DC and Jeremy. Um, but you've taken a different approach on the other advisors in your firm where you've hired them right in with experience and they're off and running right out of the gate and right in the front stage, right? They never spend the time in the backstage. They go straight to the front. And that's really what we're going to talk about in today's podcast is just the difference of those approaches. And, and me, I want to ask you a lot of questions because I want to actually hire sure. some right into the front stage like you've done. Um. So, Don, you kind of mentioned this, too, um, you know, just from a background standpoint, 
some of the core processes that we have in place, um, you know, your office, my office, running the bucket plan to a T, the financial planning process, which is very, you know, we've spent many years dialing that in and making it very systematic, all the tools, all the concepts, step-by-step, all the client-facing agendas, advisor-facing agenda checklists, exactly what to do in all our training methodologies and how we teach e-learning courses, live training, blah, blah, blah. And so we're running that to a T. Then what we've done is we built, and you pioneered this, Don, was the right fit advisor. And so the hiring, the onboarding, and the training, three crucial steps that are very robust each within them, of bringing on the right fit advisor. And then we have this career passing program, which in essence, it's like, there's really four main rungs to it. The fifth is if they're such a rock star that you want to throw golden handcuffs on them and, and give them the ability to right. buy in or earn their way to partnership in that fifth rung. But really like the four rungs are the main ones, which is like two are backstage, two are front stage. The, the first rung, just from an overview standpoint, is where you're hiring somebody in an entry-level position, and we call a client service advisor, and they're going to spend a couple few years there getting their feet wet, learning the language, et cetera. The second rung is still backstage, but now they're a paraplanner. Typically, they earn their CFP designation right. or equivalent, you know, and they're really still working in the backstage, but they're, they know financial planning they can put together a complete financial plan, a bucket plan. Then those are the two backstage. The two front stage are an associate advisor and then a lead advisor. The lead advisor is really, you're protecting their time. They're a rainmaker. They're only getting the biggest opportunities in the firm. And those are the four rows, client service advisor, paraplanner, advisor, and then lead advisor. And what you've been doing is bringing people directly in at lead advisor and that rung three, right. and, and that's what I want to really learn about today is how you're doing that, how you're hiring them, how you're onboarding them, and how you're training them. And let's kind of keep it to that. Let's start with hiring. Talk talk about how, how you've been. Sounds good. Sounds hiring. good. Yeah, so a little bit of background is I, there was a study that came out, and I think you told me about this study, Jason, and it, it was by the CFP board about three years ago, and it talked about – that whole, all those rungs that you just mentioned and how you yeah. build people into a practice that way. I had always been hiring either advisors directly or, you know, before we were in C2P, I hired agents and things like that to do life insurance and annuities. So I was used to hiring for that type of a position. And I said, why, why don't we try to do that? Because it's going to take well, I don't know, two to three years to get someone from an entry level to a paraplanner position and then eventually become an associate advisor. Why don't we look for people that are going to start at the associate advisor level and, and build them from there? Now, what I had to do is because a lot of the hiring I had done in the past, I wasn't doing the right thing. You know, as, 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 Salespeople and advisors, we love everybody that's out there, right? So the first person you come in if you, that interviews with you, you're going to like them and you're going to hire them. But there was no real statistic. We were using some basic disk profiles back then that 
were okay, but it didn't give us all the details we needed to make those hires. And, and, and so a lot of those hires were wrong. That's why we named it the right fit advisor because it has to be a right fit for them and it has to be a right fit for you. And you're really doing them a disservice and your firm a disservice if you don't do some real analytics, some assessments, and really have a tight interview process put down to find the right person. So that's the first thing I said is if I'm gonna do this, because I, I said I'm gonna commit a lot more time towards the, the hiring and the onboarding and the training. And actually I added another part, which is mentoring. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting a lot of my time into that with the advisors to do it. And, I, and I'll tell you how we, you know, each one of these steps as we go through, but the hiring was a critical thing. So um, I ran into someone through a CEO group that I'm in here in St. Louis, and, and his name is Art Schnarzik. And what Art does is he, he doesn't find the candidates for you, but when you get the candidates in place to interview, he has assessments you take them through. He has hiring or, or interview practices that you can follow and he can actually help read the assessments and tell you if you're on the right track to hiring someone as well, which was probably one of the most important things. He's, he's saved me from making some bad, really bad decisions. So the, the, that's, that's part of finding the, the key thing, but you have to start with finding candidates. So uh, this is kind of a challenge uh, nowadays is because you, you can put uh, your job post out there on different sources like Indeed or ZipRecruiter or Monster, things like that. But they don't really know the uniqueness of what we're doing. They don't understand holistic planning. So you really, you really have to sculpt that message first. And Art can help with that as well. And he's, he's done a great job for us of explaining, oh, you know, we're, we're doing tax analysis and, and income taxes in our practice really what the value is and how you, you can grow as an individual and grow your business and particularly the marketing so that they know that they, so if you're gonna do it this way, you really need to be able to provide those people who have experience, they're gonna be individuals that have had three to five years of experience in the business already. They've got a lot of knowledge, they've done some planning already, so they know how to do the planning. They just didn't run into enough clients. So by being able to do what we originally did was classes in the community at libraries and colleges until we got shut, shut down by COVID. Then we flipped and we started doing virtual classes uh, through using digital marketing and having those leads. I develop a lot of those leads myself by doing classes, but I'm also working with all the new planners that come on board for us for them to start teaching. So I have two planners that I've hired in the last about three years, and they're doing all their own classes. So I don't have to, I don't have to go out there and develop them their own leads. Now they do the class and they get all those potential clients to see. So, it's, so Don, let me it, kind of it, recap it's a commitment what you just that you, said. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Well, I kind of recap just what you said, just so you can, Correct me too if it were enhanced, like what I heard you say, what I thought I heard you say. Um, really, if you want to bring an advisor, 
that is going to come in and produce revenue right away, number one, you have to screen them properly to make sure that they're hardwired in a way through these personality profile testing and everything that we have Art do. He, Art's the team member now of yes. ours at CTP, you know, on our mentor portal. Thank you, Don, for bringing him to the table um, and that's helped us with this. But you have to screen them properly, but then you're, what you're really looking for is that advisor that's a really good financial planner or good advisor but they just weren't able to crack the code on marketing, right? Or business development, yes. which there's so many out there, right? They weren't able to crack that code, but you as the owner of your business better have cracked that code. You better have plugged into yes. proven marketing programs or systems where you have enough leads that you can feed those advisors and that's the key like those two components is what I've heard you say. Sure. And, and, and it could be other forms of marketing too. Uh, you can have centers of influence that you get leads from. You, you can have referrals. There's, there's all kinds of ways of getting clients out there. You could be, you know, we, ha we have a, a friend uh, and a C2P member, Richard James, and he's buying tax practices. So, that's just to get more people to see for their advisors. That's, that's, what you, that's what you're doing. And so you start out by giving those new people you've just hired some of the smaller cases. So yeah. they may be doing bucket plans on people that have 300 to 500,000. And you, people that have had more experience on your team as planners, they're the ones that get million plus clients. And so that's, that's really where you kind of differentiate it and you let them learn on that. They're also the smaller ones are usually easier to, to get them to, it's a shorter, it's a shorter process in the planning process because it's not as complicated and, and they don't have as many questions and they, they see the uniqueness that we provide to them that they can't get it anywhere else. And so those are some easy clients to bring on to generate income for those new advisors up front too. But the marketing is the key yeah. it, to make sure yeah. that you have people to put in front of them and, and get them going. And I do that almost you immediately, but the way that I do it is, yeah, go ahead. You said it perfectly, Don. Like, I think I want to reiterate the point you just made in case anybody lost it because it's so important is, sure. you know, it's not just marketing. It's lead generation. I don't care how you're generating those leads because right. you get generating through a building a really strong referral culture where you're just, your customer service is Ritz Carlton like, and you're getting tons of referrals. You could do it through a center of influence referral process. Um, you could do it through acquisitions of tax practices that you're able to have your advisors deliver all the tax returns when people come in and pick them up. You could do it through building a tax practice like we've done, done, where we have our advisors deliver all the returns. You could do it through a Medicare division where there's tons of cross-selling right. opportunity. You could do it through marketing of like virtual uh, seminars, live seminars, adult education. Whatever it is, though, you got to crack the code on being able to feed these guys. It's kind of the underlying theme is what I heard you say.
Yes. So, so what I'll do is part of their training is I'll develop those leads. And if, if it's a, if it's a really much larger client that I'm working with. Uh, so let me, let me back up a little bit. I will do the class okay. myself. And then when it comes to setting the follow-up appointment with the, the step one appointment with the client, it will be me and it will be that new planner on, on that Zoom meeting. Zoom meeting now or when we get through COVID, we'll be back in the office, right? So, right, um, right. and then I'm not doing the plan. They're doing the plan for that client, okay? If it's, too, if it's a larger opportunity, when I, I, I do, we do the fit, the fit call process. So we do a fit call, 20-minute call, before we do the step one appointment. So that's qualifying the person, finding out what asset range they have. If it's a $2 million, a $4 million opportunity, I'm going to give those to my, my uh, lead advisors, right? And then the associate advisors are going to get the smaller, and especially the trainees are going to get even smaller ones. But I'm sitting in those meetings with them, and I'm showing them how to go through the meeting, how to deliver it. They're filling out the fact finder to learn how to do fact finders. Eventually, after I do it, you know, eight or ten times, they'll be delivering the whole, the whole presentation, going through the bucket plan, showing the clients how it works, to, uh, quoting the fees, and doing all that type of thing. And then eventually, I'm going to just be able to hand it off directly to them, and I don't have to be involved. And also, they're going to learn how, how to do the classes. So I have a, an advisor that's been with me for about a year now. And um, he actually last week closed about two million in business, so we're real excited for him. But uh, wow. he's currently we're doing classes together, okay? So what what happens is I start the class, he does the middle, so he'll probably do two thirds of the class. I do the beginning and I do the end, and he's learning how to do those classes. Eventually, I'm just going to do the beginning, and he's going to do the middle and the end, and then eventually he'll do the whole thing on his own. And now I've got a whole new person on my team that's developing their own leads that they're following the process because they're following the holistic planning process to the letter they're using the bucket plan they're doing everything that they're doing everything that we do they're using the same uh, products and money management that we have lined up for, and so i've got everybody running the same process we were just, we were just coaching uh someone this last week and they said, my biggest problem is I have multiple advisors and everyone's doing something different. If you're going to run something like this and build your business, you have to use the processes that are in place. Be familiar with them yourself. See, I don't do any of the financial planning, but I know what quantity is. I know how, I know how we do an investment audit and I know what the printouts are for that. I, 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 don't, I don't put numbers into a social security program but I know, I, I know what the numbers are going to be and what they look like when they come out. And I don't do the bucket plan either, but I know what it is and how it should work. And so I can teach that to the people and, and, and let them do the planning, let them learn from experience. So my philosophy, Jason, is to get them in yeah. front of people as soon as possible, get them as much activity, and they will learn more from the experience of dealing with clients than they will learn from an e-learning module or, or coaching in a classroom or something. Not yeah. saying that these things aren't important too. We do those as well, but having that practical experience, you, it's the most valuable thing. 
You know, Don, and, and I want to back it up in a minute and get back to just talking about kind of the steps in hiring because two key components you covered, um, but, but I want to talk a little bit more about that. But the really what you've done, Don, if you think about it, is you've gone from being the advisor to now being the business development officer is what a lot of larger firms in the industry call the position that you really put yourself in. It's like you are the business development officer, but you're also yeah. I hadn't heard that term before, but yeah, trainer. I guess that's it, right? Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, yeah. it's pretty common, and it, it's mainly in the in the RIA industry, really common in very large multi-billion-dollar practices. But where they'll have a specific person that's in charge of business development, business development officer, they're a rainmaker is what they are. And they're feeding all the lead advisors. And, I mean, they are the ultimate rainmaker um, that it's elevated to in that position. Um, the, uh, in that, in, but what you also are, Don, in addition to the owner, obviously, is you're the sales trainer of your firm. And it's, I think you're also the sales manager. So, I mean, you've just taken, you right. know, you're building a very large, you know, business. I mean, actually, how many people are you up to total, Don? Like uh, total advisors? The we staff? have, we have, we have, well, we have, uh, we have, uh, I think, 23 on staff. And I have uh, six total advisors. Two, of course. Most people know my son, DC, who has the largest uh, AUM business for Prosperity Capital, and Jeremy Ryland, who was number two in assets gathered last year. So I learned a lot in, in, in bringing them through in the beginning, because I kind of used yeah. the same process on Jeremy, getting him going so that he could teach all his own classes. But now he kind of runs everything. I don't even, you know, we don't do anything. He just runs his own thing advisor. and does what he yeah. does. Well, and he does yeah. business yeah, development Yeah, he's, he's, like he's a lead advisor himself. at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and he's even yeah. doing his own business so, development, I believe, right? Yeah. He is. Yeah, yeah. He's, run, he's, he's setting up and running all his own classes and doing all that. Whereas for the new associate advisors we have, we have four of them. Uh, one of them has been with me about three years, and he brought in about $13 million in assets last year. Another one's been with me about – uh, a year and a half, and she brought in 11 million last year. So the idea here is to cr to duplicate my my efforts or what I could do as myself. It's I, I I I always studied, and I lived in Chicago for a while, and went by Hamburger University there, and Ray Kroc and his whole thing of setting up all these outlets. Somebody asked Ray Kroc what business he was in, and they expected him to say, oh, I'm in the hamburger business or I'm in the restaurant business, but he didn't say that. He said, I'm in the real estate business. So every time I'm able to create a new lead advisor or start a new associate advisor, I'm opening a new outlet for my business. That, that can, and, and now we have amazing opportunities where if we wanted to, I, I haven't tapped into St. Louis nearly as much as I want to so far. We could set up two other brick and mortar locations here, but virtually we could go nationwide if we wanted to at some point, because I'd say 95% of our business is being done virtually now. So it's, it's a huge opportunity uh, for us to grow our businesses right now with the technology that's come along. And believe me, if, if, if you're not doing it and following this, 
somebody in your community is doing this. In fact, the building I'm in here in St. Louis, if I walk across the street, I'm at Edward Jones World Headquarters right across the street. There's four different Edward Jones advisors that have their own offices in my building. There's one of the top Ooh. independent advisors that sells fixed index annuities on my floor. I walk past his office every day. I see him in the restroom. He does radio in the community here. You don't think that those people are trying to catch us and, and do these <laughs> virtual things? We, you know, right. so it, it, it's really, this technology is awesome. And, and you know me, Jason, when we started C2P, I didn't even know how to text. You know, so like I've had to pay up, pay, play catch up, you know, and when I'd send an email, I was like, I didn't, I wasn't good at typing. I've learned how to do better now. I'm not still not great. But when I was wanted to send an email to people, I would write it down in a yellow pad and hand it to one of my team members and say, please send this email for me. So it's like, I wasn't a very good adapter at first, but all the technology that's out there is designed. Look at the, look at the smartphones today, designed for baby boomers to figure it out. So it should be something that we can adapt in our practices. I feel like you're in the people development business now, Don. <laughs> I mean, that's what you're doing. Yeah, you're developing it is. People. It is. And it's yeah. interesting that you say that because I went to a talk about three weeks ago and they said it's no longer about building a business. It's no longer about, you know, trying to beat the other guy. The, the new, the 21st century company is about people development and having great people to help you continue to meet your, your core values, your mission in your company. So it's all about that. And, and, and particularly with all these new different generations coming in, they have different needs, they have different skill sets, and you need to mix your company with, a, with, with all those different types of generations of new people because they have a lot of things that they can bring to us. And, it, and, it, and yep. it's, it's a pretty awesome time for, for us to be in the business. Don, any other, because you, you covered hiring and you did talk about onboarding and training. So we informally have talked about all three of the major steps of the right fit right. advisor. But like any other tips, like what I really caught from you, and it's funny, sometimes it's the things that are caught, not taught. And that's why I love podcasts, because I catch these little nuggets, right? And that's what we want others to be able to do but i you know i hear you and that you gotta have gotten some kind of business development marketing whatever it is lead generation down to be able to feed if you're wanting to feed another advisor that's going to go out and just earn their own way you know and, and make it a win-win for the profitability of the firm um and and i heard what you said about like some of the best practices in in regards to like utilizing a very thorough vetting process and personality profile and really spending your time up front of making sure you don't waste your time face-to-face -face or hiring or bringing on people that are going to be duds. Any other like tips Correct. in regards to hiring or finding the right fit advisor on the hiring piece? I, I think you have to work with multiple candidates. So it's, it's important to be able to compare candidates. It's important to figure out what your goal is for your company too. So when I started this, I, over a five-year period, I wanted to bring on 10 new planners over a five-year period. So
so we're we're about three years into it and we've got four okay so my my plan is to hire four more this year and then even more next year and and so you have to figure out what you're going to do because you might hire you i haven't had a lot of fall off so out of four i hired six and two didn't really make it and those were bad decisions we made in hiring really to start we hired some people that really begged us to come on board and didn't follow the assessments or some of the rules they just really you know they showed a desire to work here and uh napoleon hill in, in the book think and grow rich that was one of the things that he talked about is people are pers who are persistent will eventually get the job well you don't necessarily want to bow to that <laughs> when you're doing this you have to find the right people okay um, yep. so I, I think, I think that that's, that's a key when you're doing it. And when you're finding people, some of the best people come from referrals, from your clients, from people, you know, in the industry, or even your existing advisors, that's, th those are some of the best people that you can get. And, and that's where I would start to look first is to try and get referrals. We, we post, um, what we do on our Facebook page and on our social media when we're having someone that we're hiring so that everyone can know about it. We send it out to our, we have a, a program where we'll pay $1,500 for a referral. If, if one of our team members brings us someone that we can hire, um, mm -hmm. and obviously we have to hire them and then we pay that out. Um, but, but those are, those are things that you can do to try and find them. We, we put it on it. We put it on in, indeed we have this thing called job target. And Job Target is a website that kind of integrates many of the top hiring websites, uh, Monster, uh, uh, and uh, Indeed, Indeed yeah. and ZipRecruiter. Zip yeah. And there's, I yeah. think there's about 30 others in there, and it and it integrates it so that you can send out all your oh, job wow. ads. And 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 and, and this, yeah. And so so this isn't this is this What's also we're talking a lot about advisors. It's called uh, Job Target. Job so I target. think it's JobTarget.com. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. So we we actually we actually um, did a training um, the 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 other day on this. It was it was our Thirsty Thursday, and we did it. We did a survey, Jason, and it kind of surprised me that the people on the actual uh, Thirsty Thursday, which is, this is something that we do for all of C2P Thursdays. We kind of have a, a cocktail and talk about a subject and we were talking about the hiring subject and we did a poll and about half of the people were not hiring advisors. They were hiring support staff. So this same process can be used for hiring support staff as well. Um, it's it, it, a lot of people are looking for that. So don't think that you can't use the same process and just plug, you know, just plug in the same things that you have here. There's a lot of good information in the right fit advisor program. It runs down, it runs down the whole thing of the hiring step, the onboarding step and the training step. You have to have that for, for all people in your organization as well. Uh, there's a lot of responsibility agreements in there that'll tell them what they need to do and how to do it. Um, it's just a very thorough process that we have in our e-learning modules for our C2P members to follow up on.
And Don, actually, you know what? It's funny. Uh, it was probably so long ago, just a friendly reminder. But uh, we actually have a hiring process very similar to Right Fit Advisor called the Hiring Advantage. But it's for operations exactly. team members. Yeah, it's, it's mm -hmm. so there is two different, you know, processes and even a book that I co-authored with Gina Pellegrini called The Hiring Advantage. And actually, you bring up a good point. I'm going to I'm going to on the next podcast, bring Gina on and talk to her about hiring advantage, because I think the point you were making, Don, is like when you did that survey on, on Thirsty Thursday, half of the people were looking to actually hire internal ops people. Right. And then the other half were, I don't know what the breakdown was, but similar to that, we're looking to bring on an advisor. And so, um, yeah, so, yeah. you know, we basically, we basically, we do have a process for both. I will say like you as an advisor, those of you who are listening, what you really have to do is there's three types of hires that you can make. One hire is an administrative assistant or operations type of person. Maybe they're gonna do paperwork. Maybe they're gonna do marketing for you. Maybe they're gonna do whatever administrative back office duties that you might need done, but they're never gonna become an advisor, right? They're really just gonna be doing right. tactical work that you ask them to do. Um, now, the second type of hire out of the three is where you're bringing somebody who is a future aspiring advisor, but you're bringing them into the backstage. And you're bringing them in to support you as a lead advisor. And so if you bring them in right out of college, for example, in the backstage, they're going to be years away from being in front of a client. You need them to learn a lot. But if you hire them later on in the backstage, like a rung two paraplanner, they're going to be pretty close to the point where you can start plugging them in, sitting with you, taking notes in client meetings, doing all your stuff in between the meetings so you don't have to do that stuff so you can just show up and close business with that client, right? But they're alleviating a bunch of work off of you. The third type of hire, which is primarily what we've been talking about today, is like that rung three or four. It's where you're bringing somebody right in like Don's done that is immediately producing results and you're just feeding them business and you definitely, you got to spend some time training them, hiring, train, you know, onboarding and training. But once they're off and running, they're like creating revenue for you and your firm. So it's three different types of right. hires yes. and you, you got to think about what you need in your business. But at the end of the day, we got a process for all of that. <laughs> so um, we absolutely can help yeah. you in those areas. Yeah. That was one of our slogans when we first started the firm is we've got a process for that. And we do, we, we try to put processes for every uh, part of the business. And let me just make a few comments on what you just said, uh, Jason. So uh, for, from an administrative person point of view, that was the first thing Jason mentioned. Uh, we used to coach, and this was beginning of C2P and even I coached, um, advisors prior to that, we found that if you bring an additional administrative person on to help you in some area of your business, most of those advisors' businesses close to doubled within a year or so. Just having that additional administrative team member there helping them. So because now you can spend more time with your clients, with potential clients, 
and focusing maybe on bringing on an advisor instead of doing administrative work. So a lot of it is you figuring out where do you want to focus your attention? Is it best for you to do some of these administrative things because you think you can do them better than other people? Or can you hand it off and really set up something where you start to have more of an org chart or responsibility chart for everything that's going to be going on in your firm? And then you're running it that way. When it comes to starting with someone uh, level two that Jason mentioned, it's more of like coming on um, as a paraplanner or administrative person that can do backstage and eventually be an advisor, you're going to actually need some of those people too. We're getting to the level where we need that. Um, my son actually, he's at the level where he has about a hundred million of AUM and he needed somebody. So what we started was a, a, a program to have interns come in from the University of Missouri. They have a top 10 financial planning program and we had an intern last summer and he just started two weeks ago he's going to be able to sit for his cfp exam in the next few weeks and he and we get we get him at an entry-level salary and he wants to be a planner he really wants to be a planner but there's a ton that he has to learn so we've got him doing administrative things we've got him doing customer service he's helping me put some training powerpoints together he's just here to learn and do whatever we want him to do to start with so you need some of those people too but what I found is that hiring associate advisors, people that have done planning before, is the best way to grow your business because we can get them going and get them profitable for us within about six months. And after a year, now they're bringing in eight, 10, 12 million a year in assets to the firm, and they're making good money too. You know, they're making multiple yep. six figure incomes in some cases. So it's, it's, it's really, and, and my mission in doing this is to help more people in the community than any other firm that's out there because there's so many people that don't know the difference between accumulation planning and distribution planning. And it's a great time to pivot. It's a great market because once you start talking to them, they say, yeah, there is a difference and I need a holistic planner. And so having more holistic planners to work with here is great. The other thing I might mention is people think, oh, well, you're going to run out of market space. Well, for my two of my planners that have been with me the longest, the, the two new ones, been with me for three years, about three years, both of them, um, we have opened new markets for them in the communities where they live. That's where they were doing their classes and libraries in their own communities. So they can go in and say, We've been doing classes around the St. Louis area, but I wanted to come into my community right here and do it. And so that's what we're doing. And we're eventually, we've got, we've got places to open two other offices here in St. Louis, markets that we haven't tapped yet. As soon as I get advisors in those areas, then we'll open those offices too. And we could serve the, more of our community better by having more advisors out there too. It's awesome. Yeah, Don, you're killing it. It's so exciting and so inspiring to hear, you know, a lot what of you're fun. doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my team is still relatively small. I mean, we're, oh my God, actually, it depends on, you know, I'm small compared to you. Like, we're at nine or ten, I think maybe ten people, nine or ten. Um, but definitely looking to do what you're doing, bringing advisors right in, 
you know, uh, because I feel like we have that foundation. I'm comfortable to start doing that, bringing them in at like a rung three or four where they can sure. hit the ground running and produce some business right away. You know, I think for those of you listening that maybe are getting a little overwhelmed, like, holy crap, I only got me and an assistant, or I only have, you know, a team of two or three. I think a good rule of thumb to follow when, when I talked about, you know, like and Donna and I were talking about the three different types of hires, one being an administrative person, number two being like a second chair advisor in the making that's listening, learning, taking pair planning off of you, aspiring to eventually be a lead advisor, or the third, hiring directly as an advisor or lead advisor. You know, there's three different kind of categories. And I think what you got to think about is like, if you're somewhere, once you get to 250 or 300,000, right in that range of total revenue to your firm, you want to add a full-time admin, uh, team member. 100% you should have For sure. at least a yep. one full-time team member. The next benchmark is five to 600,000. At that point, you should have a second full-time team member. And at that point, you should be looking for that associate type of advisor, that second chair, that paraplanner, or, or somebody who's going to start listening and learning to, that you can grow into an advisor. And then when you, but the rule of thumb is like right around every, every time you add about 250 to 300,000 of revenue, you need to add another full-time employee. So if you kind of follow that method, but first you got to get all the administrative stuff off of you. And that's that first hire when you're 250 to 300. The next level is where you start wanting to get the planning and some of the marketing and other responsibilities off you. That's typically when you're getting more towards the half million. And then you start looking at when you're going to add another advisor. And, and maybe it's a backstage advisor because you want to download all your C-list clients. You want them to do all your para planning for you. You want them to sit and listen and learn. And once you start graduating to the levels of where my firm is or where Don's firm is, now you have the infrastructure and the team to be able to start plugging in those already established advisors that just never were able to crack the code on marketing, but you've cracked the code. Yeah. Well, Don, exactly right. So any closing comments? Yeah. Awesome podcast. I, I think people get a lot out of this. Great. Well, uh, well, I hope they do. I, um, I just think when you hear podcasts like this, if it's, if you want to take action on it, you have to sit down and think, how am I going to apply this? And do I want to start by just hiring an administrative person? Do I want to start by hiring someone that can do administrative work and customer service and eventually be a planner? They're two different things. Because you don't want to just hire an administrative person thinking they'll be a planner someday unless they have those skills. You have to assess that and use assessments um, that they're going to take. So I, 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 would, I would say, what's my next step? Or do, do I really want to uh, hire an associate advisor straight out right now? Are we ready for that? Do, do I have enough, like maybe tier C or B minus leads that I can give to that person to get them going and growing? So that's where you have to think, what's my next growth move and when am I going to do it? I'd encourage you to do it sooner rather than later. Uh, we have great resources at C2P through our e-learning modules. 
on, on all of these processes we're talking about. And of course, the Mentor Connect portal. So I'm available on there and so are many of our other top partners and offices to talk to you specifically about how to do hiring, how to build your practice, and what direction you want to go with this. So uh, I would just say, you know, join us in, in growing your business and, and learning from this because it's been a ton of fun for me. I just sat down and said, what's going to make me happy? What's going to make me really enjoy what I'm doing? What's my unique ability from Dan Sullivan, right, Jason? And, yeah. and I found that, that helping other advisors to grow in this business was something I really enjoyed and meeting with clients and doing the classes. So I just set it up to do that. Find out what your passion is, what your unique ability is, and then start to implement some of these processes and your business is going to take off like crazy. It's going to be a great year. Awesome, Don. Yeah, great, great parting words of advice. And thank you so much for joining the podcast today and your friendship and partnership and everything that you do, Don, sincerely. And, uh, and I hope uh, everybody got a lot out of this podcast. Please reach out if you want to learn more about some of the programs, the Hiring Advantage, the Right Fit Advisor, the Bucket Plan, the Career Path, things we talked about today, and uh, we'll be catching you on the next podcast. The Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand Series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com.